We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. We all know that Lori Vallow is in a state mental health facility getting her health under control in order to stand trial. She is charged with multiple counts of first-degree murder and is expected to be facing the death penalty. To understand the death penalty in Idaho, we have to take a look at other death penalty cases. There's only one woman, and her name is Robin Lee Rowe. There are some stark similarities between Robin and Lori. In this episode, we examine the death penalty for women in Idaho go over Robin Lee Rowe's case, and take a look at what the death penalty would look like if Lori received it. Hey everybody and welcome to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. This is Katie Weaver and I'm here with my sister, co-host and partner in crime, Christy Brower. Hello. Hello. Hey everybody. Excited to be here on this great Tuesday. Yeah. It's our Tuesday case. We're already rolling through the week. We surely are. Yeah. Well, very good. And happy Valentine's Day to all, if you've celebrated such things. Yes, yes, happy Valentine's Day yesterday. Or Galentine's Day, or whatever you did. Galentine's Day. Oh, yeah, I saw several different, um, pal- Palentine's Day. Yes. There's a bunch of different, um, I don't know. I It's never a big deal to me, because we grew up celebrating Valentine's Day as a whole family. Mm-hmm. It never seemed like a... Either a, you know, if you were single, you were left out. I don't know. I guess we just didn't mm-hmm. grow up that way. No, Valentine's not at all. Day was just for everyone. So. No, but I know it was a, an excruciating day for some of my clients. So, yes. I hope you guys, I hope everybody's okay. I just, I, I yeah. dread Valentine's Day for that reason. It, it was just a hurtful situation, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. It so, is. Yeah. Boo. But yay, love. But boo, Valentine's Day. And well, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Yay, boo. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's over. We'll move on. (laughs) Well, Christy, I know you have a racial injustice case to kick us off. So I'm going to turn the mic over to you to hit it hard. All right. Well, today, a little bit of racial injustice has been righted. 44 years too late. Wow. This is Vincent Simmons. And Vincent Simmons was released from prison today after serving 44 years. He's been in prison since 1977. Wow. He, right? This is in Louisiana. 
He has always claimed he did not get a fair trial, which is actually very clear now that he did not. Uh, he was convicted of attempted aggravated rape of twin 14-year-old sisters. Mm. Attempted rape. And he was given a hundred years in prison. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he has tried 16 times to get a new trial. Mm -hmm. He has always maintained his innocence. And there was information that came out almost immediately after his conviction that the prosecution did not share that would have been exculpatory in his initial trial and certainly should have been a part of it. Mm -hmm. including that the victims, their their medical exams did not necessarily indicate that there was any attempt of sexual assault. However, we have to be careful with that because that doesn't yeah. always mean that there wasn't. No. Um, they did, though, tell the police when they were being uh, questioned that all black people look alike and use the N-word. And then also said they oh. were totally sure that Vincent is who assaulted them. So there were real questions. Wow. And he has tried over and over and over again. Finally has been granted, well, was initially granted a new trial and released. The prosecution has come back and said they have absolutely no interest in retrying him. So yeah. he is a free man. He's not exonerated from no. what he was uh what he was um, convicted of, unfortunately for him. Um, however, he is a free man and they will not retry him. So that's a little bit of justice today. Yeah. And, you know, I don't want this to seem like we're siding with him and not the, the victims. It's just that there was a lot of, there were a lot of questions in this case about whether he was even the person who did do what these young women had young girls had said had happened well and his and, rights were violated obviously if there mm -hmm. was evidence that wasn't turned over by the prosecutor yes and a hundred years for attempted rape yeah very extreme very extreme sentence so yes yeah. definitely wow. problematic um and so i just have to say i'm happy for vincent that he was released today yeah that he at least gets to live out a little bit of his life i mean he's 70 yeah. So, you know, but he gets to go home with family and have some life left mm -hmm. at this point. And, you know, the, the prosecutor has looked at the case and said, there's not enough here to even try this case again. We're, yeah. There's no way he would be convicted now. No. And he's already served so much time. So. Wow. Anyway, that's just the beginning of a little bit too little too late, but at least a small amount of racial justice. Yeah. Yeah. So Katie, I'm going to kick the uh, mic back over to you for our main case. Okay. So our main case, as uh, you probably already know, is about Lori Vallow today. We know that Lori, there was a hearing on her behalf last Friday uh, a status mm -hmm. conference talking about whether or not she is spiffed up and ready to come back to court or not. Right. Of course, it was sealed because it uh, has to do with her mental health. And so her 
uh, HIPAA rights come into play. So we don't know what happened in that hearing. She's not actually, her 180 days doesn't actually uh, expire until the 22nd of March. And right. so it's possible that we won't really know anything until then about right. whether or not they're going to extend that or send her back to the jail. Yeah. So we don't know right now what's going to happen. Uh, I know uh, there are a lot of people that are really hoping she's coming back. I know there are men that are predicting that she isn't. I'm waiting to see. I'm waiting to see. I think it was interesting because her attorney asked for the uh, evaluation. Right. And I can't help but think that Mark Means really, really pushed for this, for this hospitalization as yeah. a part of his uh, strategy. Mm. And <laughs> that perhaps mm -hmm. her attorney now, Mr. Archibald, isn't quite sure that she's not fully capable of uh, participating in her own defense. I'm sure he wanted to get sort of a, a clean evaluation I'm to sure. see. Well, yeah, because everything with means was not clean, you know, no, he was so inappropriate. Yeah. So it, it'll be interesting. So we're, we're waiting on that. But I was thinking about that today, which and also about Idaho and the death penalty, because Idaho just can't quit pulling dirty pool over the death penalty. And right. we'll talk about that more tomorrow night in case updates because uh, we've reported on that before. So we'll file that in case updates. Sure. But so that's kind of where my train of thought was going, thinking about Lori and Idaho and the death penalty and really how remarkable it is that uh, death penalty uh, charges or, or uh, you know, the, the death penalty is on the table for her. Uh, Chad has already been indicated, you know, that, that they're seeking the death penalty and the same will go for Lori. And so at least we believe that's true. That's what the prosecutor has indicated. You know? Right. She can't officially be charged until she's competent. And then they will make a statement about seeking death penalty. But it mm -hmm. does seem pretty clear that that's what's happening in this case. Because her mm -hmm. co-defendant is, yeah. in fact, already facing six counts. Yeah. Of first degree murder. Particularly because... Uh, you know, there was an insistence on the court that uh, she have a death penalty certified attorney. Yes, you know, for because sure. She is receiving a public defender because she's been found to be indigent. So, you know, and I recognize that a lot of this is supposition at this point. You know, we don't know because there's a lot we don't know yet about what's going to happen with her. But right. I still think it's a really interesting conversation. So don't at me in the comments. We know there's nothing set in stone yet. We're aware. We're saying right. that, too. But this is an interesting conversation. Because Idaho has never executed a woman. Yeah. Ever. It's pretty rare anywhere. Pretty rare. So then I was wondering, of course, you know, you know how the rabbit hole takes you, you know. Right. <laughs> so the rabbit hole took me to women in Idaho that are on death row. There is one. Right. There is one. And which again... I mean, this is a large state that's sparsely populated. So it's not a big surprise, but it kind of is when you look at other states. Texas has six, you know. Right, right. I mean, we are, or at least at last count, I don't know now, actually. You don't at me on that one either, but. <laughs> but, but, but by population, I mean, yeah. Yeah. And so then I started looking into her because I think it's interesting for us to kind of take a look at. What happens? What would happen? Let's say, let's pretend for a moment that Lori 
gets spiffed up, comes back to court, is found guilty, and is sentenced to death and is placed on death row, mm -hmm. which is a possibility. Right. Well, she would go to the Women's Correctional Facility in Pocatello. Right. Which is uh, about an hour from where she is now. Well, from the Madison County Jail, where she has been. Right. About an hour, hour and a half from there. Mm -hmm. uh, and she would live her life essentially in solitary. The way death row inmates are treated is that they spend 23 hours a day in their cell. They are in a, a solitary five by seven cell. They are allowed out for one hour a day for exercise and fresh air. They are allowed out for medical care and they're allowed out to speak to their attorney. That's it. They take their meals in their cell. Anytime they are released from their cell for any purpose, they are shackled and cuffed. They are treated like a dangerous criminal for the rest of their life. Mm -hmm. Now, Idaho historically takes a damn long time to actually if at execute, all. if at all, if at all. And we'll talk about that a little more tomorrow night in case updates because uh, <laughs> uh, Idaho's, they've got some death penalty issues going on right now, but. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Another case we've talked about also. So, so Lori could potentially live in solitary like that for an extremely long time. Which Lori's in her Maybe late forties now. The rest of her life, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I want to talk a little bit about the inmate that is in uh, in Idaho that is on death row. She is in Pocatello, and her name is Robin Lee Rowe. And Robin Lee Rowe, surprise, surprise, murdered her husband and her children. Right. And why? For life insurance money. Oh boy! Big surprise. Now, her case is a little different because she had a baby in New Hampshire when she was quite young. And that baby died of SIDS. Mm. And then she had a little boy when she was living in California in a cabin. And that little boy died oh. under some suspicious circumstances. Dear. And then she had two more children and got married. And was living in Ada County in the Boise area. She married a guy named Randy Rowe. And then she had her two children, Joshua Cornelier and Tabitha Cornelier. They were 10 and 8. And at the time, she was not living in their duplex. She was living with friends. Things were rocky. Uh, her mm. children were living with her husband, who... They weren't his kids, but obviously he was a better parent than she was. Mm -hmm. And the duplex burned down. And they were all three killed. Oh, dear. And three days after they died, guess who was arrested? Yeah. And charged with first-degree murder. And she was convicted. And partly... She was convicted because she had been working on taking out life insurance policies on all three of them. She managed to take out about a quarter of a million dollars on the three wow. of them. And that certainly made her look suspicious. When was that? How far? How long ago? Was that was it? in 1993. Oh, wow. Because, yeah, I mean, that now it doesn't seem like that much oh. life insurance. But in the 90s. Sorry, that was 1992. She was convicted in 1993. 
Ah, uh, that okay. was on February 10th, 1992. Now, here's the thing. Her other little guy that died in California, guess what? She had a life insurance policy on him. Oh, God. That was in 1980. He was six years old. His name was Keith. And it was a fire. Oh, boy. And she made $28,000 in life insurance. And that's a special kind of psychopath to ch kill your own children in fire. Yep. Yep. God. Absolutely. Well, and this is what uh, the sheriff said. He said, I investigated it and learned. I believe that she killed a 15-month-old daughter in New Hampshire in 1976 and her six-year-old son in California in 1980. She had killed two of her children before without being caught. And I was determined that in this fact, if this was murder, that I was going to do everything I could to collect evidence and make sure she didn't get away with it again. So the daughter that died in New Hampshire was 15 months old, which we now believe 15 months is way too old to die of SIDS. Right. And uh, the sheriff really believes that she really died of uh, suffocation. Mm -hmm. Now, in the, this little boy, this is just horrifying. And the six-year-old little boy. In 1980, Rainey said that Robin Rowe was staying in a borrowed cabin with her six-year-old son, Keith, when a fire broke out and killed him. He says forensics suggest the boy's bedroom door was locked and an electric heater was pushed up against his bed blankets. Rainey said the boy probably tried crawling to the door but couldn't get out and died trying to get out the window. My God. Heath believed that Keith's murder was still chargeable, but because they went forward with the Boise cases, they decided not to charge her in that one. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. He said that she was the most dangerous and most manipulative psychopath he'd ever come across. The prosecutor said that this was the most uh, premeditated of the premeditated murders that he had seen in quite some time. She'd planned it for quite a while. She'd laid a lot of breadcrumbs out, gotten all the life insurance policies in place, was staying with the friends, had all these things in place to pull this off. Wow. But she was found guilty. And she was sentenced to death. That was in 1993. And she's yeah. still on death row. And she is still on death row. Now, there have been a lot of attempts at appeals. Every single one of them has been batted down. Uh, appeals ranging from uh, inept counsel, which has always been our worry with Lori. Right. Know, right. That that would be an appeal that came through, and it will come through. But hopefully now that she has Archibald, you know, and means is out of here, that will not hold any water. No. Uh, the most recent one is that the her attorneys didn't do enough to prove that she had atrophy of the brain. Mm -hmm. what? <laughs> From what? Right? I don't know. 
atrophy of the know. brain from what? And and how could you possibly prove that th- from 30 years ago? Good question. I mean, that's probably the case now, considering mm-hmm. she's lived in solitary for 23 hours a day for 30 years. But, mm-hmm. I mean, brain atrophy is caused by something. Yeah. Well... Not sure, but that was the latest in 19 or 2015. That was in front of Judge Windmill trying to get uh, the whole damn thing thrown out. It should be all mm. thrown out and she should be acquitted because her attorneys just didn't do enough to prove that she had atrophy of the brain. That's in 2017, say that. I, I don't know. Isn't that bizarre? Yeah. And the crazy thing is I can't even find the ruling. I don't know that there even has been one. Uh in 2017, she was briefly brought back to Ada to be housed in the Ada County Jail or, well, County Jail or anyway, in lockup in Ada for a minute for a mental health evaluation because uh, they're still trying to prove that she's just, you know, bonkers to the bone and just, you know, I don't know. Does this sound familiar to anybody? It, it really does, except that Idaho doesn't have an insanity defense. And, yeah. and also, what does her mental health status now 30 years later had to do with anything. Uh, Well, they're trying to use that as a reason to get the death penalty removed. Oh, okay. Which I don't know. I don't know. I don't understand to some degree when you look at these cases, she's been on death row for 30 years. She has been in solitary for 30 years. Why does she want to stay? Right. I, I would question that. Why would you want to live at this point? But yeah, I don't know. That would that gets me all over into the literal torture that 23 hours of solitary is a day. Mm-hmm. And do we want to make someone this dangerous even crazier? I don't I don't know. You know, I mean, there's I guess if we never plan on releasing them, there's real human rights questions about all of that, though. Mm-hmm. And also just yeah just safety like she would never be okay out in public ever again anyway no no so the victim's family is furious they're furious they cannot right. believe that they have been drugged through now 30 years of court cases with has she victims. ever had a date has she ever had an no. execution date set wow nope no execution date set Will Robin Lero ever actually be executed? I would predict no. I'll bet she's not. I bet she's not, too. Not even because the courts do anything about it. I just think that she'll die in prison before they ever get to it. Yeah, they'll just wait it out. Mm -hmm. That's my my suspicion. But I did think her case was interesting because there are some pretty good parallels between her and Lori. There sure are, yeah. Well, that's generally, I mean... You don't see a lot of female psychopaths, but the ones that you do see are the ones that kill their own children, kill Mm -hmm. their own family. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much, you know, as far as like that level of depravity, Yeah, you know, female psychopaths are. Yeah. Well, and interesting that for the deaths uh, that she is convicted of, there's death in her wake, you know? Yeah, that it was going on for a while before mm-hmm. anyone figured it out. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. That is very similar. It is. It's it's pretty interesting. So we can suppose then that if Lori did receive the death penalty, that she would likely go through 
well, I don't know. At this point, this person's been through 30 years of appeal. Would that happen with Lori? Likely, because there's a lot of cases to wade through there. Right. right. Now, will she actually be uh, sentenced with the death penalty? We don't know. There's a big what if here about, you know, if she were to roll on Chad or Chad were to roll on her, or somebody takes a plea. There's a lot that we don't know. However, I think it's interesting to still examine what would the death penalty look like for Lori? Would she ever actually receive it? Lori's in her late 40s now. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It does beg a lot of questions. It begs a lot of questions on this other case about why this person went to trial. Mm -hmm. You know, like a lot of times the incentive to not go to trial and to plead is mm -hmm. taking the death penalty off the table. Mm -hmm. So that's interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. But yeah, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, it doesn't surprise me that Idaho and it's not... I, it's not for any benevolent reasons. No, it's not at all. But it's just yeah. Idaho doesn't want to be doesn't want to appear to be a state like that. They don't want to appear no. to. But it's not. It's not out of benevolence, as we know from some other recent cases that have gone through, that mm -hmm. are going on in Idaho right now that we'll talk about on Wednesday. But um, yeah, it doesn't surprise me. They don't. Idaho does not want to be seen as a state that would yeah. execute a woman. No, it's interesting. It is really pretty remarkable that it's on the table at all. Yeah, it it, it is. It is. And we don't 100% know because Lori no. has not been officially charged. And so we don't know for sure that the state is seeking the death penalty, but it would be. Like they've indicated that they are. They just yeah, but officially make the. It would be strange yeah. not to considering. Well, you the know, joinder. The joint, yeah, you know. well, yeah, the, the cases are joined. She has five first degree murder charges. Mm -hmm. Chad has six, mm -hmm. like you know, with yeah. their conspiracy charges as well as right, you know, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, it seems very likely that that's what they well, would see. Arizona hasn't had their way with her yet, and they're saying right. that they just may. So, right, you There's know, and they probably too. won't actually because uh, Idaho's gonna. Well, I mean, if she gets, her, it's probably not going to be worth it, but if she's getting, if she gets life here or, or yeah. death penalty here, then yeah. no. So at any rate, I thought that was interesting information to pass along and that you guys would find it interesting as well. So yeah, it, it really is something to consider. I mean, if she's just uh, sentenced to life without uh, possibility of parole or, you know, many life sentences, which is likely, uh, we can assume that she'd just be in gen pop with everybody else and have a very different experience. Right. Right. Being on death row is a totally the, different deal. Yeah. It's. And the other big thing right now with that is that states are having a really hard time getting the uh, substances that they need to carry out lethal injection. And Idaho is has been involved in a scandal as far as that's concerned. We're going to talk about that a little bit more tomorrow night. But I'm trying I, to legislate away a scandal. Imagine. Mm -hmm. It's possible that they won't even be dishing out the death penalty. They haven't been. I mean, we haven't had the death penalty even enforced in Idaho since 2011 or 2012. Mm -hmm. Sorry, 2012. So it's been nine years, 10 years. And 
Just this year, over this last year, we have an inmate who is dying of stomach cancer. He has, he's on hospice and he's been fighting to be allowed to just die naturally rather than by death penalty because why, you know, right. there's just no point to kill in a it. dying man. Why? Yeah. And the parole board granted that request and the governor swooped in and overrode that and denied that request. And then it went to court and the judge said, you don't have the authority to do that. Right. So no, we are going to uphold that request. So as of right now, they are going to allow him to die naturally. I don't understand why we're having this fight. They can't even get the drugs necessary to perform a lethal injection. No, and, and that's why Gerald are we going Zuko to perform a lethal injection. Yeah, yes. On a dying man who has already been on death row also for something like, well, he his like crimes were committed years. in the mid-70s. Yeah. Yeah. He's 45-ish years he's been on death row. Why now? We gotta hurry and do it before he dies. Yeah. Why? Sick, man. Sick. Yeah. It's wild. This is just some pretty wild stuff. So anyway, interested to know what your thoughts are. If you think that uh, she'll ever actually will make it that far or she'll ever uh, really be charged uh, or, you know, that they'll actually seek the death penalty. And if you think if they do, if she will get it, interested to know what your thoughts are. Uh, until then, Christy, I am going to toss the mic back over to you for some paranormal crime. Yes. So, I'm going to tell you a story. Okay. This happened in 2015. There was a car accident. I'm going to show you a picture of the accident here. And this was in Utah, actually. So, here's the accident. This car goes over a um, median, over the bridge, in you know, under a bridge. Mm-hmm. And it took a while for people to find this accident and find these people. So uh, here's what happened. They, the officers get down there to where the car kind of is. And they said we could see a person in the front seat. And then we heard a voice saying, help me, we're in here. Um, the officer that heard it from Spanish work police department said it was clear as clear as day that they heard someone say that words, those words. And when they got to the car, the car was partially submerged in the water. They think it had been in the water about 14 hours. The water was near freezing temperatures. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the mother of the, well, there was a mother and child in the car. The mother was dead in the driver's seat. Mm-hmm. The child, an 18-month-old baby girl, was hanging upside down, still in her car seat. And she was unconscious, but alive. Oh, wow. Yeah. They said that they could see kind of her eyes were moving, and they could see that she was alive. Mm-hmm. And so they got the little the baby back to shore. And performed C- uh, CPR on her. Her name is Lily. She regained consciousness. And she lived. Mm-hmm. And her mother, Jennifer wow. Grosbeck, who was 25 years old at the time. Uh, she was driving home, driving to her home in Springville, Utah. 
mm-hmm. which by the way is the same place that Tammy Daybell is buried. Yeah. <laughs> Just out of weirdness. But uh, when going over a bridge, for some reason, they don't know why she hit a barrier and went over. This was happened about 1030 at night. So it was in the dark. And she succumbed in the cold water, mm-hmm. but she hung around you guys mm-hmm. to help make sure that the police found her baby girl who was alive. Wow. And the police that were involved say absolutely heard that voice as clear as day. Mm-hmm. They, wow. One officer said, um, you know, the voice said, uh, we're over here. Uh, and they replied back and said, hang in there. We're, we're trying what we can. We're trying to get to you, you know? Yeah. And. Wow. Very clearly mom was dead and had been dead for a long time. They were yelling back and forth to a ghost. Yeah. Wow. They, they absolutely were. They absolutely were. But she hung around long enough to save the life of her baby girl. Yeah. Which I think Mother's really love, amazing. man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I just thought that was a really cool story because there were there cool were so story. many people witness to it. There were about four police officers that heard it. Mm-hmm. That they had no doubt they thought they were talking to someone who was inside the car. Mm-hmm. I love that that's. A story. I mean, I love that that story is released, that they're talking yeah, about Yeah, that you it's know? out there. Yeah, like yeah. that they didn't just pretend like, oh, well, that was crazy. That didn't really happen, you know? No, yeah. they're, they're, they're talking about it, so. I love it. Yeah. That's awesome. Very cool. Well, good on Lily. Hand on mom, darn it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is our Tuesday case. We will be back tonight at 7 p.m. Mountain for the Cold Read Party. Yes, That is a live stream that is membership only so you just go to our youtube channel right there there's a spot that uh offers you a chance to subscribe you just do that it's 4.99 a month and then you get to come to the cold read party and at the cold read party we uh you can bring us a case so bring us a short paragraph about whatever case you want us to read they need to be cold and they need to be old ish you know like brand new current cases we don't Cold read because there's some ethical issues there that we've discussed lots of times. I don't have to go into all that. But yeah. at any rate, come to the cold read party. It's fun. It's fun to get it to is. hear the, uh, you know, all the cases. You guys bring us some really interesting stuff that we've never heard before. Because you right. all have cold cases from your communities or from your families or from your countries or whatever that uh, we may not have ever heard about. And yeah. occasionally we'll pick one of those cold read cases out and do, a, you know, a whole case on them, a whole spotlight on them because they're so interesting um so it's just a it's an interesting time we appreciate it we'd love having you guys come so then we'll be back wednesday with a brand new uh episode and then wednesday night with case updates and there are a ton of them and then Mm -hmm. of course thursday night for the psychic hour so a jam-packed week we have lots more to come like subscribe share you know all the things we love to see you guys around this has been yet another Oh, I was going to say publication. Let's say edition. This has been another edition of True Crime Paranormal (laughs) with the Psychic Sisters. Take care. Bye, everybody.